0: good morning to you today wow was that bad good morning to you today i know some of you are still trying to swallow that last little piece of pumpkin pie for breakfast i know what's going on hey i'm so glad you're here in church today welcome to the bridge church so glad that you're here today we want to welcome everyone especially those of you who might be at the bridge church for the very first time we're really delighted that you joined us today a lot of great churches in this valley and for you to be here with us it means a lot to us today thank you for joining us and today if you have any questions about anything that you see or hear it goes on at the bridge church today stop by the connection center if you want just more information about the church in general just out that first set of doors to your right there's a counter set up there it's our connection center stop by and say hi. They'll greet you in a more personal way and just let you know, we're really glad you are here today. You can also check out our website, thebridgechurch.tv. You can find more information there. We're really glad you're here today. Can we put our hands together and welcome our first time guests today? God bless you. Now today is a special day for two or three reasons. One reason is it's Volunteer Appreciation Sunday, and we'll be talking more about that at the conclusion of service today. It's also a special Sunday because it's Thanksgiving weekend, and we're thankful because the Bridge youth are in the house this morning with us, as they always are on the last Sunday of the month. But then also it's a special day because we've got somebody going to share at the Bridge Church for the very first time today. Two and a half years ago, or two and a half months ago, rather, we brought on a new staff member, Nick Smith, and his wife, Jessica, who helped lead worship this morning. They've been with us about two and a half months now, and they have been a tremendous addition to our staff and to our team. We're so glad that they are a part of the Bridge Church now. And on Thanksgiving weekend... Because I'm thankful for them, I thought it would be a good idea if we had Pastor Nick Smith come and share God's word today. So if you would put your hands together, make a lot of noise for Pastor Nick Smith.
1: Well, good morning, church. Why don't you elbow your neighbor and say, I'm thankful. Millions and millions of people. And the last week celebrated something called Thanksgiving. Perhaps you sat around a dinner table and you had some turkey. did any of you have some turkey this week? Oh, yeah. You had some yams. You had some of grandma's, you know, sweet potato pie or something. And then you keep going and keep going. Did any of you have to loosen a belt loop? Come on. As we sit around Thanksgiving tables, one of the traditions that my family has is to say what we're thankful for. Maybe you do that. You know, in years past, it may be, we're so thankful that we have a new baby on the way. Or we're so thankful for God's financial blessing. This year, one of the things that we're thankful for is that we're so thankful for the Bridge Church. We're so thankful for a new opportunity. We're so thankful for Pastor Gary and Ann investing into our lives and giving us opportunity here. We're so thankful to be able to work with you and to serve alongside of you. You know, there's a lot of things to be thankful for. But imagine you're sitting at your Thanksgiving table and it comes around the time to say what I'm thankful for. And someone says something that's a little bit kind of awkward and you're like, oh no. (laughs) What if somebody says, well, I'm thankful I lost my job. Well, I'm thankful for that doctor's note that said I have an incurable disease. Well, I'm thankful that I don't have any money and I'm overdrawn in my bank account. I'm thankful that my kids don't talk to me anymore. You see, these are are things that, that are hard, that are difficult situations. We typically don't express thanks for those things. But did you know that even in the difficult situations that you can be thankful, that you can be grateful. I know what you're thinking, what are you talking about? Today, what we're talking about is being thankful for the pain, being thankful for the pain. Now, right off the bat, I wanna tell you, I'm not talking about, oh God, I'm thankful that I have a bulging disc in my back. Oh, God, I'm thankful that my knee doesn't work right. I'm not talking about that kind of pain. I'm talking about suffering and trials and the tribulations and the things that you've gone through and the things that you're working through currently. Because did you know there can actually be benefit to pain? That pain isn't necessarily a bad thing. How many of you have ever been through a season of pain? How many of you have a season of pain sitting next to you? (laughs) Hey now, elbows going. Get some amens in the house. Pain can be for your benefit. We're going to turn to Luke chapter 17, starting in verse 11. Now on his way to Jerusalem... Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus! Master! Have pity on us! The story is we have ten men who have leprosy. Maybe you've heard of that before. Most of us think that leprosy doesn't exist anymore in the world. It still does, actually. They call it Hansen's disease now. What leprosy is, is basically you have kind of a skin bacteria, and it kind of eats away at parts of your body. And what ends up happening is it destroys your body's ability to feel pain. It destroys your nerves, and so you can't feel pain in those areas anymore. Now, you may be saying, well, that doesn't sound so bad. Like, do I really need to feel pain? Well, imagine if you have a jagged rock in your shoe, but you can't feel it. And imagine you've walked all day on that rock, and you have no idea that it's there. And you take that shoe off later, and your foot is bloody, and it's mutilated. Imagine that you touch something hot, but you can't feel that it's hot. And so you can't pull your hand away. You see, pain isn't always a bad thing. These men who had leprosy, they were socially rejected. They couldn't live in the cities. They couldn't live with their families anymore. They had to live on the outskirts of town. And when anybody got close, they had to announce themselves. Excuse me, just so you know, I have leprosy. Imagine if you and I had to do that today. We had to announce our issues, our problems. Excuse me, I lie all the time. Excuse me, I gossip about everybody. Don't say anything around me. Excuse me, I struggle with lust. Excuse me, I don't talk to my wife anymore. Imagine having to announce this. These 10 men, they call out and they say, Jesus, master, have pity on us. The word pity in Greek, it means to have mercy, compassion, help us. Clearly, these lepers wanted to be healed. They didn't wanna be socially rejected. They didn't wanna live with their condition anymore. They wanted to be healed. And let's look on in the story in verse 14. When he saw them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Now, most of the time when we hear this story in the Bible, we're always told, okay, well, there was 10 people. Nine of them were not thankful. They did not come back to express their gratefulness to Jesus. Today, what I want to do is I want to look at the one who came back. And I want to express something that maybe you've never seen in the story before. Because when I finally understood what leprosy was and understood how it affected your body's ability to feel pain, when this man comes back to Jesus and he falls at his feet and he thanks him, he's not just thanking him for being healed, he's thanking him that he can feel pain again. Isn't that interesting? God, thank you for the pain. Now, I know some of you are thinking, why would anybody want to feel pain? Pain is a signal. Pain is a signal. It signals that something is wrong or something is dangerous. Perhaps you've reached out to touch something on a stove or in an oven and and your hand goes, what? Because you feel pain and the pain alerts you that something is wrong, pull back, let go. How many of you have a car? Did you know a car can express pain? It's called a dashboard It lights, indicators. It expresses reminders to you and it says, hey, you, I need an oil change. Hey, you, I'm overheating. It'll blink at you. It'll light up at you. Trying to get your attention alert you that you need to take action because if you don't take action, you may end up on the side of the road somewhere. Or you may end up at a mechanic paying a big hefty price for something. Pain is a signal. What I want you to know next about pain is that pain isn't meant to destroy you. It's meant to develop you. Pain isn't meant to destroy you. It's meant to develop you. Now, I want to be clear right up front. I am not saying that God caused your pain. I believe that a lot of the pain that we go through is because we make dumb choices. And we live in a world of people that make dumb choices, and so sometimes their, their choices affect us. I want you to look at James chapter 1, verse 2. Consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes I read a verse in the Bible and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, that makes me want to slap somebody. Like, when you're going through something painful and somebody says something like this and and they say, well, consider it pure joy. What? I'm supposed to consider it joy that my job fired me? I'm supposed to consider it joy that my children don't talk to me? Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Did you know that pain can be used to motivate? I grew up in a household that pain was used as a motivation tactic. If you did not do the right thing, pain came your way. And it came in my way as form of a spanking. Now, some of you experienced a lot of pain. Now, maybe you were out and about You were at a grocery store or something and your mom or your dad, whatever, they didn't want to spank you in front of people and all that kind of stuff. So right here on the back of your arm, you get a pinch. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And if you were really bad, you get a pinch and a twist. Some of you are having flashbacks right now. We're going to have a counseling session. Pain can be used as a motivational tactic. Now, no child, when they are getting a spanking, or or they're getting disciplined, or or something like that, no child turns around and says, Mommy, thank you so much for, for spanking me. Thank you that you want me to grow up as a responsible adult who follows the rules and follows authority. No child does that. Here's a lesson to learn. Sometimes when you're in the midst of pain, you don't see what you can learn from it right away. Sometimes it's only when you reflect back on the pain that you go, oh my goodness, if I wouldn't have gone through that, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be prepared the way I am today. You see, pain can motivate us pain isn't meant to destroy you, but to develop you. There may come times in life where you go through pain, but it's not meant to destroy you. Let it develop you. You see, because some of us want to live our lives avoiding all pain. No, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to go see that person. No, I don't want to do that because, oh, they treated me wrong 10 years ago. No, and, and we try to avoid the pain. But you know that when you avoid pain, you're actually avoiding growing. Because when you face your pain, you're allowing yourself to grow. When I was a child, I would get terrible pain right here. I was the kid that in one summer I could grow four inches. And I would just be like, "Ah, oh, I hurt. Ah, oh, I hurt. And the reason I hurt was because my body was stretching and growing into what God had created me to be. Sometimes when you hurt in life, it's because you're growing and stretching and becoming what God created you to be. Realize pain isn't meant to destroy you, but to develop you. You know, we live in a world where, oh, I don't have any pain. And we kind of have these these Disney movies where, oh, everything's perfect. and, And one of my favorite movies was The Lion King and Timon and Pumbaa. They're talking to a, a lion, and, and basically, this lion is running away from a painful situation. And they say this. They say, "Akunamatata." matata. What a wonderful phrase. Akuna matata. Ain't no passing phrase. It means no worries for the rest of our days. It's our problem free philosophy akuna Matata now hey that works great in a Disney movie it works great in a Disney movie but we know that that's not real life because when you just avoid pain you're elongating your suffering some of you in this room you need to forgive somebody Some of you in this room, you need to talk to somebody. When you just avoid pain, you get stuck. Next, what I want you to know is that preparation can come packaged in pain. Preparation can come packaged in pain. Pain can be meant to prepare you for what's next in your life. And you wouldn't be ready unless you went through what you're going through right now. Pain can position you to where God wants you to be. And pain can push you towards your purpose. One of my favorite stories is is the story of Joseph. And it's found in Genesis chapter 37 through 50. The story of Joseph goes like this. He was born into a giant family. Super dysfunctional. Super blended. Four different moms. All these brothers and stuff. and, And Joseph was the favorite. And they resented him. And they hated him because of it. And when he was 17 years old, he has a dream. And the dream basically says that someday Joseph is going to be in a position of power and that everyone in his family is going to bow down to him. Now, when you're 17 years old and your little kid brother tells you something like that, you're like, who do you think you are? And so they get so angry at him that they decide that they're going to kill him. One of the brothers goes, wait a second, that's too far. They take a step back and they say, nope, we're just going to throw him into a pit right now until we figure out what we can do. Then some slave traders came along and the slave traders said, okay, we're going to buy him. The slave traders were headed to Egypt. Now, remember, I told you that sometimes your pain can position you. He lived in a completely different land They didn't have kings and queens and anything like that. His pain positioned him and moved him towards his purpose. And as he lived at Potiphar's house, he learned a lot of lessons. He he grew in his ability to lead. He, he, He was able to organize and to plan and to delegate and work with lots of different things. He was successful. And everything seemed great. And then another season of pain comes. He's accused of raping somebody. And he's thrown into prison. From the pit. To Potiphar's house. To prison. While he's in prison. He could have said, you know what? I quit. This is ridiculous. I've gone through enough pain for 10,000 people. But he doesn't quit. He allows the pain to develop him. He continues to move forward and even in prison, he rises in the ranks and begins to take care of the other prisoners and begins to to rise in leadership. And he learns about loyalty and trustworthiness and patience and perseverance through a series of events. Years later, his opportunity comes and he is brought before Pharaoh to interpret a dream. And the meaning of the dream meant that seven years of abundance was coming and it was going to be followed by seven years of famine. And Pharaoh, you've got to plan. You've got to prepare. And Pharaoh looks at Joseph. Wow. You're really wise. You know what? I'm going to put you in charge. Can you imagine in the moment Joseph is standing there and he realizes, wait a second, I was rejected by my family. I was thrown into a pit. I was sold in slavery, ended up in Potiphar's house. I was put in jail. And now my purpose is to lead. My purpose is to rule. My purpose is to prepare and to save my people from starvation. You see, some of us, we've got to learn how to look through the eyes of Christ. We've got to learn learn to look through our eyes of faith and see the potential in our pain. See the potential in our pain. You see, because pain can do two things. It can paralyze you and keep you stuck right where you are. Or pain can help you push forward. It depends on you. Remember... There's potential and pain. You have to make a choice. So, what do you choose? Several years ago, actually, not several years ago, one year ago, my wife and I, we were listening to a sermon and it was talking about basically taking on the giants in your life. And, and my wife wrote down something and it just kind of shocked me and kind of blew me away. And, and she said, closeness. And I'm thinking, what? She was expressing that there was some pain. I'm like, what what do you mean by that? Now I could have got all prideful and no, I'm going to walk away. No, whatever. Suck it up. Move on. I had to look at that and go, okay, what's going on? And basically what happens is with many people. We both work two full-time jobs. We have kids, take the kids to school, get them home, take them to practice, get their lunches made, put them in the bath, get them ready for bed, and then it's like, all right, I'm going to bed too. We didn't have time for each other. There wasn't time for us to grow. That was painful, but there was potential in it because my purpose was to be a great husband. I don't know what painful situation you may be going through, but there is potential in it, but it's all on how you decide to react. And if you decide to react the right way, it'll move you towards your purpose. For some of you, you've gone through betrayal. We'll allow that betrayal to teach you the importance of loyalty, so you become the most loyal person. For some of you, you got job drama. You got a boss who drives you crazy, you got coworkers that are driving you crazy, and all kinds of stuff and you know you can be like, "Oh, I hate this place now." Or you can choose to look at it and see the potential and go, "Okay, maybe I'm supposed to learn about patience. Maybe I'm supposed to be praying more for my coworkers or my boss." There can be potential. Maybe you grew up lonely. Well, you can be the person that includes others. Maybe you have had some financial struggles. Well, you can look at the potential there and, 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 and work your way out of that and learn about stewardship and learn about how to, to be diligent with your finances. Maybe you grew up without a father. And you have a choice. No, I don't ever want to be a dad. No, I'm going to be terrible at it. Or you can choose. I'm going to be the best dad that I know how to be. I used to coach high school basketball, and I had a player who did not have a father. Very hard situation. The head coach would always say something like, Be a man. Come on. Step up. Man up. And one day, this young man comes over and And says to the coach, I don't know what it means to be a man. I don't have a father. He didn't say that in anger. He didn't say that in hate. He said it in a moment of potential, like, teach me. Teach me. You see, when we go through painful situations, we need to ask, God, what can I learn from this? Now, some of you, you may be thinking, yeah, but I've been in a season of pain for a long time. Sometimes people ask the question, how long do I got to be in the pain? Well, I heard it said pain will leave you when it's done teaching you. Pain will leave you when it's done teaching you. And I don't know if some of you are like, well, what does that mean? That means, are you learning from it? Are you allowing it to help you to grow? Are you allowing it to help push you forward? Because a lot of times when we go through the pain, we get paralyzed and we get stuck. And some of us stay in a season of pain for years that we were never meant to be in that long. Allow pain to develop you, to push you towards your purpose. Romans 8, verse 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. You see, when you have God as your purpose, you begin to see the potential in the things that you're going through. When you step into a new season of pain, you can realize and be like, okay, God, what am I supposed to learn through this? How can I use this to better me? How can I use this to, to, to reach more people for you? Or how can I be a better husband? Or, or how can I be a better, better financial manager? How can I do these things? You see, because there's always potential in pain. It's just dependent on how we choose to react. And I know some of you are thinking, well, what about those like, really hard situations, those awful situations where somebody dies and it's very painful and it's, it's suffering and all those types of things? I'm going to tell you as a pastor, I have prayed for people in the hospital who were there from choices of their own and died. And people go, well, how can any good come out of that? I've also done the funerals for those people. And had five family members except Christ. Even through death. There can be joy. There can be reconciliation and family. It's all about how we choose to look at those moments of pain. When we think about Christ. Oftentimes we think about the purpose of his life. And the purpose of his life was to redeem his people. To prepare a way for his people to have relationship once again. To break through the barrier that was put in place that kept his people away. Sin. Many of us, we wear a symbol on our neck or we have it on the screen or we have it on the stage. And it's a symbol of a cross. But I want you to think with me for a minute. The symbol of the cross represents one of the most excruciating, painful ways to die. So when you are wearing the cross, you are remembering a painful death. And he went through that pain because there was potential in that pain that pushed him towards his purpose, which was to redeem you, was because he loves you so very much and he would do anything for you. Even give his son Jesus to the earth to bear the sin and death of the world upon him for you. God knows about pain. Some of you think God doesn't see you in your pain. Oh, yeah, he sees you. There's always potential in the pain. Do you want to stay in the pain? Or do you want to move towards the purpose? Now remember, I'm not saying that God caused the pain. But what I am saying is that God can redeem it, that God can use it, that God can use it to reach other people, to help other people that may come up behind you that are going through those situations. I know of a preacher who preaches all over the world, and he was the result of his mama one day, a $20 bill to feed her other kids, and that's where he came from. Now, he could have had the choice, oh, I'm not gonna do anything with my life, and no no, no. no, somebody reached him with Jesus. And the potential began to come forward and the rejection and and the humiliation and all those things that he went through began to push him towards his purpose, which was to evangelize to students. God can use your pain. Will you let him? Will you let him? Don't stay stuck. Allow him to help you progress and push you towards your destiny, towards your purpose. We're gonna take a moment to pray because I know there's people in this room right now that you're going through painful situations, that you're suffering. Maybe your marriage is on the rocks. Maybe the person you're married to doesn't even live in the same house as you anymore. Maybe you have kids that won't talk to you. Maybe you've just lost a job. Maybe you have no idea financially how you're going to make it. Maybe you just got that doctor's note that said you have a disease and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I want to pray for you today. So would you close your eyes with me? I'm going to ask you a question. If you're going through a season of pain, I'd like you to just lift up your hand. Thank you for your honesty. Hands all around this room, thank you. Thank you, you can put your hands down. I'm gonna pray for you. God, you see your sons and daughters. You know the pain that they're going through. God, I pray that right now that you would give them hope That you would help them to find the joy. That you would help them to see the potential in their pain. That in the moment when it's so hard to see it, that God, all they have to do is look to you. God, I pray that marriages would be restored. I pray that finances would have breakthrough. God, I pray that you would move people towards your purpose, whatever it may be. God, I pray that you would set people free from the pain. Lord, that they would learn to forgive, that they would learn to progress and to push towards what you have for them. And we declare this over your children today. And everybody said, amen. I'm gonna pray one more time and this is a very special prayer. This is for those who have never accepted Christ into their life. Jesus himself modeled going through pain to save us. So I'm going to ask that you would pray with me one more time. And this time I'm going to ask that you would say it with me. Dear Jesus. I surrender to you. I give my pain. I give my all. I give my suffering. To you. I belong to you God. I will follow after you. Teach me Lord. Help me, God, see the potential and move me towards your purpose. Thank you for giving your son and paying the price that I couldn't pay. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just said that prayer right now in heaven, they are throwing apart it because they are so excited because you made a decision to give your heart to the Lord. Church, that's the best decision that you could ever have made. Can we give a hand for those that have just given their hearts to the Lord?
2: Hey, can we thank Pastor Nick for such an incredible message this morning? Hey, if you just made that decision to give your life to Christ, uh, maybe it was for the very first time, or maybe, it was, uh, maybe you rededicated your life, you came back to God. Um, we want to help you in the next steps on this journey. The next week is going to be some of the most important steps on this journey that you'll take. And we want to help you with that. The, the way that we want to walk with you is on a journey called The Next Seven Days. This is a free gift, a tool that we want to put in your hands this morning. There's two ways that you could get it. Number one, right after this service, there'll be prayer teams right here at the front. They'll have these and they can also pray with you for any needs you might have. If you wanna just grab it and go, just go tell them, hey, I want the booklet. Um, They'll give it to you. Also, if you're in a big hurry as as you're heading out these doors, before you get outside, there's a table right in the middle. It'll say the next seven days right over it. You can go to that table, you can grab the book, from them as well. And uh, we just want to help you along this journey. We believe that nobody is a lone wolf in the kingdom of God. We're a pack, we're a tribe, we're a family. We want to walk this journey with you. So let us give this to you. One more time, can we just uh, congratulate people, welcome them into God's family? Hey, so this is the moment in our service where we get to worship God through our giving. You'll see there's several ways that you could give on the screens. Hey, at Bridge Youth. Every single week, we say we're here to build you up, not you up. Yeah, we're here to build you up, not beat you up. And Pastor Nick, uh, there was a part of your message that I personally connected with and related to, and that was when you talked about spankings. Uh, I grew up in a family that, you know, you're like, oh, and then your parents didn't want to whoop you in public, so they pinched the back of your arm. My parents did not care. They whooped us. In, my friends would be in the car, and they just like, mom, dad, my friends. And they're like, I don't care. <laughs> but um we had we were a family that had so much fun around the holidays and i remember um i was 12 years old christmas was coming up and and i'd been begging for a guitar begging and begging and begging for a guitar and and uh christmas morning came and and we had all the gifts and and we start unwrapping gifts and i could see behind the tree kind of tucked in the corner was a guitar case and so we're on we're 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 unwrapping all the gifts and, and my eye just keeps going to the guitar case and And then we get finished with all the gifts and our parents are like hey that's that's it we hope you guys love your gifts and i was like but but what about the guitar case behind the christmas tree and my parents are like oh what what this thing and so they bring out the guitar case they're like corey this is for you and i'm obviously like ecstatic i'm so excited and so I grab it, had a big bow on it. I take the bow off and I start unclipping every single one of the, the, the lock things on the guitar case. And I throw open the guitar case and it's filled with socks. <laughs> Just socks. And you know, we, my family, we, we, we didn't grow up very well off. We didn't have a lot of money. And my parents always tried to make Christmas very special. And, and my, my mom and my dad, they said, hey, uh, we couldn't afford to get you a guitar. This Christmas, so we got you a case. But around your birthday, we'll fill this case with a guitar. We're like, what are you supposed to do at that point? I'm like, it's okay, mom and dad. I love the socks too. Like, my feet are stinky. I need them. Like, what are you some-? like? Hey. And I remember we we go throughout uh, Christmas dinner. Uh, we're eating, we're eating pie, everything. And coming from down the hallway, I hear the ugliest noise of somebody just plucking guitar strings. And there comes my dad up the hallway playing a guitar. And he says, "Corey, we were just kidding. We got you a guitar. So apparently my parents didn't only believe in like physical punishment, but also mental punishment. <laughs> I tell you, um, that day I learned as many, I, le- I must have learned a dozen songs that Christmas day, so much that my parents had to beg me to put the guitar down. That next, my next birthday, five months later, May 23rd, if anyone's interested, uh, they, uh, they bought me an electric guitar. I was like, well, mom, dad, I, I have this one. And like, why'd you buy me another one? And I remember them telling me, because you put the first one to use. I tell you, we serve a God that when he sees us put to use what he's blessed us with, he just wants to bless us even more. Can I just take a moment to say, thank you for being a generous church that puts to use what God has blessed you with. I mean, I, we, we can just look so close, just look around at community care and. And last week, we got to bless over 250 families with Thanksgiving meals because you are so generous. We're literally impacting our city, our state, our country, and our world. And it's because of faithful people like you. So as the ushers come, give this morning in confidence, knowing God is so faithful. When you put to use what he's blessed you with, he'll just bless you even more, amen. Hey, as we give this morning, let's watch church news together.
3: and welcome to The Bridge. My name is Mia and we want you to know that we are thrilled that you and your family are here with us. If you are here for the first time, we wanna give you a special welcome and say thanks for spending your Sunday with us. We would love to meet you today and help you get connected here in the church. So take a look at church news and let's see what's coming up at The Bridge. Then we'll be right back to tell you how you can get involved. Hey, Christmas is just around the corner, and that means it's time for our Adopt-A-Child program. We cannot bear the thought of any child being without gifts this Christmas. So, if you are a parent or legal guardian who finds yourself financially unable to provide gifts for your children this Christmas, We want to come alongside and help. Simply stop by the adopt-a-child table set up in the south hallway through the side exit of the auditorium before you leave today.
1: The Christmas season is just around the corner. We hope you'll make your plans to join us this year for Christmas at the Bridge. Our annual Christmas production will be taking place on Sunday, December 16th, during our 9.30 and 11.30 a.m. services. We will also have an additional 6 p.m. performance that evening with an after party for the whole family, complete with hot drinks and delicious treats. Then, the following weekend, we would love for you to join us for one of our three Christmas candlelight services, happening at 9.30 and 11.30 on Sunday, December 23rd, or at 5 p.m. on Monday, Christmas Eve. This truly is the most wonderful time of the year, and we would love to spend it with you. So invite your friends and family and join us next month for Christmas at The Bridge.
0: We are so grateful for every person that serves on a team and leads a connect group here at The Bridge. So today we wanna honor you and say thanks for all that you do. After this service, we're having a volunteer appreciation breakfast in the youth center. This is for everyone who serves on a team here in the church and for everyone who leads a connector, We want you to know that there is no way we can do church without you, and that your efforts do not go unnoticed. So be sure to join us after this service and let us say thank you. We are so thankful for all that you do here at The Bridge.
3: If you are here for the first time today, we would love to meet you at The Connection Center right after service. Our team is there to welcome you, answer your questions, and give you all the details about how you can get involved here at The Bridge. Take a few minutes to stop by and say hi before you go today. We wanna do our best to help you get connected in church life. Once again, if you made a decision to follow Christ today, please come and get your free copy of the next seven days from one of our prayer teams or at the next seven days desk before you go. We wanna help you take your next steps in your walk with God. For info on anything else, you can always check out our website, thebridgechurch.tv. Thanks again for being in church with us today. We love spending Sunday with
0: you. Have you enjoyed being in church today? I've loved it. Now, I want to share two or three things um, before we dismiss in just a couple of minutes. First of all, Pastor Nick, great message today. So proud of you. Did an outstanding job. He and Jessica are an amazing addition to our team. We love them and appreciate them so much. You know, I, I always learn something when I get to sit down there and listen to messages. I mean, how, how can you not enjoy a message when you hear about lepers, Joseph, and Akunamatata Matata all in the same message, you know? You get the same congregation. Awesome, awesome Sunday. And, of course, Pastor Corey. I mean, who would have thought he was ever spanked as a child, you know? I know one thing. His parents did not spank him enough. That's for sure. But, you know, but I, but I got to say something this morning. Have you ever stopped to think how blessed we are as a church as you look into our future to see pastor Aaron, pastor Zach, when he preaches, pastor Nick, pastor Corey, we've got an amazing staff here of young guys who are building the future of this church and I love them and I appreciate them so much. I, I love working with these guys. We have a lot of fun here at the bridge church now. Before we go today, this is a special Sunday because it's Thanksgiving Sunday, but it's also a day of Thanksgiving where we give thanks to God and give thanks to you for your service at the Bridge Church. Everybody who serves, everybody who volunteers, this is the one Sunday of the year where we set aside time after each service to just do something small for you, just a small gesture to say thank you for all that you do. So if you serve anywhere at the Bridge Church... Any area where you're serving, you're you're a partner with us here, you're serving somewhere, or you lead a connect group. If that's you, I want you to stand this morning and remain standing for just a couple minutes. Would you do that? You serve anywhere at the bridge. Look at this. Isn't this awesome? Look at this. Remain standing a second here. On behalf of our pastors and the whole church we want you to know we love you and we appreciate you so much those of you working in the parking lots those of you working at uh, in the entryway greeting folks as they come in working with children working with youth worship team in every area of the church i say this all the time and you may not think it it's genuine because you hear it so much but from the bottom of our hearts we tell you we could not do what we're doing without you and god couldn't do what he's doing in this church without you and we appreciate you so very much god bless you guys and and one more small thing remain standing we're not quite finished okay i know you act like you don't like the spotlight you do too yes you do One more small thing. We've prepared breakfast for you and we love to serve you breakfast. Okay. So when we finish service in a few moments, we want to go out into the lobby, make a left hand turn, go over into the bridge youth center. We've got breakfast prepared there for you. Our uh, boy scout troops helped us fix breakfast burritos for you today. We just want to say thank you so very much. Okay. Now those of you who are seated, you're asking, well, can I have breakfast burritos too? Yes. Yes. Next year, when you sign up and start serving, <laughs> you'll get it too. <laughs> hey, one more time. We love and appreciate our volunteers. God bless you all. You can be seated now. Now, don't all jump and run for the door together, okay? Some of you are, man, I'm getting those breakfast burritos before anybody else gets in line. Hang on just one minute. We just want you to know we love you. We appreciate you so very much. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving and it continues throughout the day. We love you and... Uh, Ann and I, you know, this week we got to go spend time in Seattle with our son Zane and his family. Zach and Ashley went with us. My two sons, the grandkids, were all together. He had a great time. But today on Sunday, we are so thankful for our church family. We want you to know we love and appreciate every single one of you. God bless you. Have a great day. We'll see you next Sunday.